Springfield, Missouri is home to all but two of the seven wonders of the modern world. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Springfield Mill America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. And I am Dan Howell. And we are, of course, on our mission to try all 660 restaurants here in Springfield, Missouri. Yep. We will not rest until we've had all 660. We're at about somewhere like 55 or something now because we've doubled up a few times. Hey, not too bad. I'm not really counting because, let's face it, (laughs) that's an unclimbable mountain. (laughs) Unclimbable. I'm going to go ahead and say that word again (laughs) so all the syllables will come out. Anyway, we should also say welcome new listeners. Yeah. And I also want to express gratitude to everyone who shared the show last week. Really, for us, it was yesterday, mm-hmm. whenever the T-Bar and Bites episode came out. Uh, we noticed that we were doing some accelerated numbers. Yeah. Uh, T-Bar and Bites now are highest first day downloads of any episode. It seems as if we've also had some back catalog action. Yeah. So there's some new people listening, hopefully, unless whatever episodes they just listened to, they didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get the feeling that a lot of people listen to T-Bar and Bites and were probably charmed by Sarah. Sure. Not oh, us. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, went back because we did have a lot of people downloading old episodes yeah. just in the last two days. By the way, I didn't tell you today is our biggest ever second day, like second wow. day download. So thank you for everyone who's sharing it. And we're really grateful. Yeah. Now warms new- our hearts. Since we had some new listeners, we thought we might recommend some of our uh, favorite older episodes. I think we, I mean, I narrowed it down to four. I don't know if you agree or disagree. No, I I think I pretty well came in line with yours. One of my favorites, and really this is the episode for me where the show is solidified into the thing that it is now. It's Ziggy's. It's our fourth episode Yeah, where I started doing the really intensive bio segments. The other episodes had those. Dan did one of them actually, which was really fun. And yeah, they super fun. Those were like three minutes long yeah. and they had stock music and all this stuff. I figured out pretty quickly that I really enjoyed doing all this research <laughs> and putting those together. Sure. Now we have six, seven, eight. We have an upcoming 12 minute bio segment. <laughs> Not today, but another day. Real corker. Anyway, but that one's really fun and funny and surprising. Like we Maybe- found stuff out about Ziggy's that I didn't know. It seems like a lot of people didn't know. Probably our most negative review. I think we were pretty fair with Ziggy's. If you've ever had Ziggy's, you know it's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. (laughs) And and you, you probably already have your own views on it. One of my picks was our heralded infamous even (laughs) want to get a pizza episode that one's kind of wild because we scheduled this episode and proceeded to record it not knowing that want to get a pizza was going to close the day that we released they announced it the day the episode came out (laughs) yes they were closing (laughs) yeah crazy it's also just a really fun episode yeah it's really fun um if you ever had want to get a pizza i would definitely say check it out um it's kind of a bummer that a good amount of that episode is us kind of talking about how good it is and now you just cannot have it unfortunately but uh just kind of a little forgotten slice of springfield history there to want to get a pizza delicious restaurant yeah gone too soon the next really interesting one is probably the donut death match where we pitted Hertz against yes. St. George's in a blind taste test. And I'm not going to say anything else about that other than it took me a very long time to edit. And I'm mm-hmm. very, very proud of how it came out. And also the results were surprising. Yes. Surprising. Yeah. Great episode. Our original idea was to do a death match episode every 10 episodes or so. <laughs> and uh, go ahead and see if that happened. Listeners. Yeah. It took... <laughs> 
30 to 40 hours of work <laughs> yeah. to put together. Like, it's not an exaggeration. That yeah. was my whole life for that week. Oh, yeah. And the last one is the one that's probably like the most special to me. I would say our mutual favorite. Yeah. Probably. Um, I honestly just about started tearing up and I was just thinking about it right now, yeah. which is insane. Um, uh, Shanghai Inn. Great app. We had on one of my very old friends, Andy's son, mm-hmm. who grew up in the family in a family that owns several Chinese restaurants in town, including Shanghai Inn, which is the last one mm-hmm. that still exists. And she just came in and laid out the whole story. And I don't know. People really responded to it. And yeah. I just felt like we were doing something more than goofing around. Like it's one of the few times that our show is more than just a good time. You and know? on top of that, the food was very good. Yeah. I mean, oh, I go there fairly regularly yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, that one is smack dab in the middle of our Chinese New Year month. Um, a, a month that was quite the undertaking yeah. for us having so much Chinese food. And that one's just kind of such a standout as far as quality and yeah. taste. I loved it. So again, thank you everyone who uh, recommended the show. So it's been an awesome couple days for me. We are doing our second episode in what? Three, four days, Dan, something like that. Yeah, we got them packed in here. I think we recorded on Sunday and now it's Wednesday. So we're doing three episodes in nine days. Sure. And we're doing this because I'm going to be out of town for uh, not for a wedding, but for a wedding reception. A couple oh. of my really good friends, Wes and Leela, who I know at some point listen to the show, but may have stopped, sure. understandably. Sure. Wes is a good guy. <laughs> He's a really good guy. And Leela, probably better. Probably a better right. person <laughs> than he is. He put up with Wes. I, th- I think he would probably agree <laughs> with that as well. It's in Oregon. It's at a vineyard oh. outside Corvallis. And then I'm going to be spending a lot of time in Portland after that. Not a lot of time, like three or four days. You're going to record an episode of Spring Food or out there? <laughs> That's very good. It's very funny, <laughs> but no. I've actually never been to Springfield, Oregon. I think I've been to like four cities in Oregon, even though I lived there for 11 months. That should be our task after we finish all these 660 is start hitting up the other yeah. 45 or so Springfields. That's a great idea. Dan and I are enjoying ice cold, literally ice mm. cold because they were in my freezer and got a little bit icy. Mother's Step Dudes yeah, tonight. The never new had beer from Mother's. I got to say, Dan, I bought these for reasons because I want to tell this story and maybe apologize to a bunch of people at once. I was told by, a, I believe, by a prominent restaurateur that this was Mother's Toehead. That Step Dude was Toehead rebranded. Wow. There was this elaborate tale of how they got sued by some other brewery, which does not seem really? like something one brewery would do to another. Sure. Because everybody that works in the brewing industry seems to be very friendly, at least the ones in town, which is yeah. really cool. They all come to each other's events and support each other. It's awesome. Anyway, I found this so interesting. That's like the kind of sure. stuff that I eat up, you know. And I was telling some people the other night this anecdote. It's probably like the 12th time I've told it because I'll just, you know, repeat myself, <laughs> uh, as listeners know. <laughs> and Jake, we'll just give you a free plug. Uh, Jake of Jake's Vegan Burgers sure. said... That's not true. Uh, Toehead was an ale. Step Dude is a lager. And he proceeded to tell me that he'd like hung out with one of the people who worked on it and was talking about how like this is one of the beers they tested most thoroughly of any that they've ever made. And they just discontinued Toehead full stop and replaced it with an all new beer. I was about to say it doesn't (laughs) taste anything like Toehead. No, it doesn't. It's much better. It's it's kind of has a crisper, cleaner taste. I think all Mother's beers sort of have a similar aftertaste. And Uh this definitely still has that. But it goes down really smooth. It's kind of a great summer beer. Now, could it be corroborated that Toehead was, in fact, dismissed as the result of uh, some sort of litigation? Doubtful. 
doubtful. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, they the official name was Paps Blue Toehead. So <laughs> Paps Blue Toehead. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to be out of town. So we actually aren't going to have a traditional bio this sure. week. This is the episode that we chose to skip that. Actually, there's a whole story. We didn't even plan to do Black Sheep ASAP. <laughs> And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. We had a full plan for patio month that just got thrown out the window. Mm -hmm. This was not even on the list. It just wound up being one that was going to be really easy for us to do. We'll review the full black sheep later, like the full-fledged one, not the fast food one. And also, we'll tell the full Jalili story later because it's very interesting. We had another Jalili restaurant scheduled that I think is also out the window now because (laughs) of other stuff that has happened. It's been wild. It's been a wild week. So should we jump into black sheep, Dan? Let's do it. I wrote a full-length bio, really, oh. without telling the whole Jalili story. I didn't try to do this, Dan. I sure. set out to write a paragraph and wound up writing four. You know how it Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. Springfield Micro Franchise, Black Sheep Burgers and Fries, is owned and operated by the Jalili family. Though members, though the members mentioned though the members mentioned most frequently are brothers Mike and Billy, and only Billy's name appears on the deeds for most of these restaurants. I thought that was really interesting. It almost feels like a uh, uh, a shadow entity. Billy Jalili, I think mm. that person might be made up. Well, it is his middle name. Would oh. you care to guess what his first name is? Um, this, uh, this is just a fact. D- please tell me. <laughs> Cyrus. Oh, okay. Cyrus Billy. Oh, yeah. That's his and real name. His, so his middle name is not William. Some of the ownership documents filed with the state have the full name on there, and it wow. says Cyrus Billy Jalili. Wow. Which is really interesting. That, and maybe maybe Billy is just a nickname that they put in there. Or something. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was amusing. I feel bad for him. Like, a, you know, if you grew up when Billy Cyrus was famous. Uh, Billy Jalili is enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's way Billy cool. Cyrus. I, would, I wish I had a cool name that, you know, rhymed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like Andy Pansy. <laughs> Didn't really work. Just a nickname. Just a flower. <laughs> just a flower. Is he the one that you were on TV with? Billy? No, that was Mike. Mike. Okay. The Jalili family owns a couple other restaurants in town, Flame and Char, as well as a couple nightclubs, Zan and Midnight Rodeo, though it seems like maybe they no longer own Midnight Rodeo. It was unclear. There was some speculation. Over yeah. This. Their name is not on. It's another person's name on the ownership documents for that place, but a couple SBJ articles from this year and late last year say that they still own that place. So who knows? It's now owned by a lady, a Jillian Jalilian. <laughs> Real weird. <laughs> <laughs> the name says Dave Marsh, and there's another name on there too, but I don't remember. The Jalilis also owned the Boogie, and they still own the Boogie building, though I believe it's no longer operational. The Boogie, you say? The Boogie. <laughs> Could have sworn it was pronounced Boogie. <laughs> no, it's Boogie. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> Is it, is it that? Is that how you say it? <laughs> I mean, I I've have, never heard boogie. Is it Dublin or Dublin? Okay. The original Black Sheep Burgers and Shapes. Burgers and Shapes. That's the kid's version. The original Black Sheep Burgers and Shakes opened in downtown Springfield on November 13, 2015, a classic rock-themed restaurant and bar occupying a deep, narrow space on South Street, which had previously housed owner Billy Joe Lilly's Bajan C and Grill, as well as a Hooters rip-off sports bar, the less said about which the better, he didn't own that one. That was somebody else. But the same space. You know about that? You know what I'm talking about? No, I have no clue. Yeah, we're not going to worry about it. Jalili's Burger Joint was an immediate hit, a kind of upscale steak and shake, or more accurately, a way to beat to the punch the slowly expanding national gourmet burger chain 
Shake Shack. Sure. I have no proof that's what they were doing. But if you've ever been to a Shake Shack or even just like compared the logos mm-hmm. of Shake Shack and Black Sheep side by side, you'd probably agree that it is a fair speculation. I did send Dan a picture of those two logos yes. next to each other this week, and they're pretty similar. They're, they're very not crazy, similar. right? Do you know where the nearest Shake Shack is? Were, were they on their way over here? I had one in Dallas. Okay. I, I have not checked, but sure. that may be the closest one. That's the last time I had one was in Dallas. So it could be Chicago. That first Black Sheep opening was a really big deal. Did you go there during that time, like right when it first happened? Back in- I didn't, but I remember the tales of it, and I remember seeing pictures in the news leader of how packed out it yeah. would get in there. The lines were outrageous. Yeah. You had to wait a long time. And it was cold whenever they opened, too, so people would wait outside in the cold. When Nacho Woman and I would go, we would basically just go on weekdays, so we wouldn't have to wait around. Sure. You know, like right when they first opened, meaning like when the doors opened that evening or whatever. It was so insanely successful immediately, like so successful that the Jalilis were able to open a second location just six months later. That's the one in Chesterfield Village. Uh I pointed in the wrong direction Uh as I said that. (laughs) Towards a wall. (laughs) That was May 16th, 2016, which is, uh, that one's much bigger and open, and it feels more like a chain restaurant. Uh I think the downtown one and ASAP have a very similar aesthetic, Uh, but... They kept a lot of the previous space of the other one. It's somehow weirdly that makes it feel more like a chain, mm. which is interesting. Now, they've also got a truck. Yeah. I don't know where exactly this truck operates, but I know it's parked in the Chesterfield. Parking yeah, I lot. think it operates at different places, Dan. I think hey. mobility is why they Listen. built it. <laughs> Black Sheep ASAP is the first so-called fast food version of this business. It opened on December 15th, 2017 in an expanded and totally renovated building that previously belonged to a Sonic drive-in. It's the Jalili's first fast food concept. You know, they've owned a bunch of places. It's the first one specifically fast food. The idea was to serve the same burgers as the bigger sit-down black sheeps, but smaller and cheaper versions. There are also other major differences. You can sit down and eat inside, but it's counter service with order number cards you take to your table and also they have crazy cheap beer and margaritas which we'll talk about later the beers at the other black sheeps are not cheap we're talking like four times as much as you pay for i mean six dollars is four four times as much as you would pay it they make a big deal of how cheap they are at the asap location big signage out there the jovellis have talked about expanding black sheep beyond springfield themselves specifically focusing on Kansas City and St. Louis, as I mentioned before. They've also talked about franchising it out. You know, you sure. franchising yeah. means other owners can license the name and use the recipes and stuff. I suspect we'll see this pretty soon, at least in markets that don't already have Shake Shacks. Hmm. Now, wow. see, that's the end of what I wrote. I'm the family's unknown boy Golden curls of Bentley hair Pretty girls with faces fair See the shine in the black sheep boy. So tell me about your history with black sheep, Dan. How do you feel about it? Had you been there before we went today or what? I, I know the answer is you've had ASAP before because you brought it to my house before. Yeah. I, I we, close by. <laughs> we ate it during a record mm-hmm. of the illustrative spring food mo podcast one time listeners would not know that we did not mention it we just ate it silently did you say illustrative yeah that's a word right illustrious yeah let's move on illustrious. Uh, <laughs> i think that's my only time ever having them i i may have tried somebody else's uh original 
Black Sheep order whenever the Chesterfield location first opened. I think we had a couple work lunches where that was ordered in. So I, I definitely tried it prior to that, but my first time actually making a meal of it was over here in the stew. I really like Black Sheep. I'm going to go ahead and spoil that. I'm going to say a lot of negative stuff today, but I want to preface this by saying I really love this restaurant. Sure. And I, I don't eat out at different places nearly nearly as much as I used to since we started the podcast. I don't know if you're the same, Dan, but a lot of times if I'm going to eat out, I just go to a place that we're going to be covering on the show. With the exception of Shanghai Inn, like we talked about before, sure. I usually try to I usually try to make time to have Shanghai Inn, mm-hmm. which is not convenient, but I still have it once a month or so. It's a problem. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's a blessing <laughs> from Zenu. <laughs> Black Sheep is very close to home for me. Sure, um, it's close to home for quite a few people in East Springfield because it's a very densely housed area. So I'm not exactly giving away where I live. Though it's not hard, <laughs> you could pinpoint it. It feels into the show. I'll tell you this: I used to go to that Sonic a pretty good amount, mm-hmm. especially if I was headed to my parents' old, house. Oh, Glendale boy! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys hit up that Sonic, play a little beach volleyball. <laughs> That's actually the new one that has the beach volleyball. <laughs> Picturing you playing beach volleyball, pretty funny. <laughs> pretty hey, funny. Yeah. Hey, I'd play some beach volleyball right now. You're a big man with a lot of hair. That's right. <laughs> it would look pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like Top Gun. Basically identical. <laughs> When we first started the podcast, I had a routine where after recording, I would take a break and then go to Black Sheep ASAP and enjoy very slowly, like leisurely, yes, le- leisurely <laughs> enjoy a burger and a beer before coming home to spend the next few hours editing the episode or whatever. I stopped doing that after a few months, specifically around Chinese New Year time when my jeans stopped fitting. I was like, something has to give. Goodness. And what gave was my uh, <laughs> Black Sheep <laughs> trips on Sunday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what gave was your... <laughs> button <laughs> yes <laughs> well yeah i had a couple very i had a un, very uncomfortable month there like starting about the middle of chinese new year to about the two two weeks after but sure. i stepped up the exercise and started eating a lot of raw chicken <laughs> that's not true <laughs> yeah, i didn't no, do that no, that's I, how you did i basically just started eating chicken a lot chicken and beans and uh, got back down to very unhealthy still <laughs> but anyway um what am i talking about this for i still probably go two three times a month like I said, I, I go after the gym a lot, so it's one of those meals that I like feel like I earn at the gym sure. kind of thing. So let's get into it, Dan. Let's start with views. What I want is a view. The view here is not bad, really. I mean, you get a nice view of sunshine. Sure. This patio setup there is new. Yeah, I don't recall them having a patio. In previous years maybe they did and i just wasn't aware of it but i noticed it on one of my you know for fun trips yeah it's like oh we could do this we were in a bit of an enclosed patio mm-hmm. area uh kind of right in front of the building just uh parallel to sunshine street there's another one there just where they've basically marked off a couple parking spaces mm-hmm. and put tables and chairs yep. in them a couple four tops to get to ours we sort of had to it wasn't exactly crawling. We sort of had to squeeze a little bit sure. between these little barriers. And I kind of asked her how to get back there because it looked <laughs> you can't access it yeah. directly from the inside. <laughs> she had just clocked in and did not seem happy to be working. But also <laughs> like very nice and checked sure. in on us a bunch. She was a very good server. Facing the south, you're facing sunshine. Mm-hmm. You can just see traffic crossing. 
Yeah, there's like an O'Reilly. It's not an O'Reilly. It's an AutoZone. One way is a yep. come and go the other way. There's nothing like great to look at, but the vibe on the actual patio is not bad. They've got this yeah. nice kind of grayish brick. And I think pretty much anywhere you're at on the patio, you're covered under either the awning of the actual building or those awnings from the old Sonic that was already yeah. there. So you're kind of guarded from the elements out there. I was a little worried it would be rainy today since it started so rainy. I've worried about that all month. It's been <laughs> quite the rainy patio it month It has for been us. indeed. <laughs> I love it though. I I like rain more than the sun. (laughs) Sun's evil and bad. Hurts people. Got got nothing there. All right. Seats. Customers sitting there with food in their mouths. I don't know what's going on. Have a sandwich. Have a seat. Have a seat. I've just been sitting here thinking. About what? We already covered it. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) We got the beat. I know you never win this beat is on. We got the beat. I know you I've heard many people complain about how loud the music is outside the Black Sheep downtown because they just blare classic rock all day. I got to say, if I worked over there, as some of my friends do, I would probably find it irritating. I don't really. I kind of like classic rock. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of my favorite genres of music or anything. It's just it's so inoffensive and mm-hmm. such a part of my childhood that it can be on and I not even notice. Totally. Yeah, it is kind of like background noise. Yeah. Like most of the time a music's on in the background, I have a hard time not paying attention uh-huh. to it. But classic rock is usually songs that are so ingrained in my brain and songs that are like fine, like sure. pretty good. The classic rock band Everclear was playing today when we <laughs> yes, were there. Yeah, classic rockers. <laughs> Everclear. It was Father of Mine. It's a pretty um, good song. Was it Father of Mine? I thought it was Santa Monica. They sound the same, Dan. They do. All their songs sound <laughs> the same. One of the great hallmarks of Everclear. Uh, just to give you an idea of how much I can tune out that brand of 20 to 30 year old music. After the Everclear song, I was unable to pay attention Nothing. to any song until, of course, Layla popped on oh, while I was ordering yeah. some fries to okay. go for the old record here. It's not very loud outside. Yeah. It's nice. It's very nice. They don't have live music here, so beats doesn't really apply. That's what this category was supposed to be originally was live music. Hey, till Layla comes on, then just get all sweaty like Ray Liotta in his car looking up at helicopters. Mm. Mm. Speaking of sweaty. are a very important factor when talking about Black Sheep ASAP. Yeah. They have four beers on tap, and almost always one of them is blown, uh-huh. which is fine. Sure. That happens. They're also a dollar fifty each. And now these aren't Bud Lights no. or Miller High Lifes or Paps Blue Ribbons. At least some of these are nice local beers. Yeah. Um, they have one Mother's, which is Trop Top. Mm-hmm. They had one four by four, the light bride. That was one that was blown. That's what sure. I ordered first. And they had a Schlafly and one other craft beer that now I can't recall. Mm-hmm. But it they rotate pretty regularly and they're tasty. Right now yeah. they've got kind of a summery theme going on. This is just a great place to hang out. A buck fifty for a trop top is hard to beat. I, I'm really a big is. fan of a hot trop top. It's pretty much what I'll order kind of all summer long, um, as long as Mother's is brewing it. It's cheaper than a 12 ounce bottle is. yes yeah i mean a, a 12 ounce bottle you get for dollar 39 at brown derby you get 16 ounces for a dollar 50 wow and it's on draft it's crazy man they must be making so much money marking up those burgers to be able to sustain them yeah or the fries maybe yeah yeah could be. i also 
love to get margaritas there. Absolutely. Margaritas as you did are today. Three dollars. No. Three bucks. Shut up. Now <laughs> you know that they <laughs> are. I was there. They don't rim the glasses with salt. It's the exact same plastic cups they use for every, all the other drinks mm. there. But they're pretty good. You know, I don't like a salty rim. I do like I a salty it. rim. I'm into it. I like the blend of the sweet, sour, sure. and salty. It's very tasty. I always just end up taking a big old bite and getting glass in my teeth. You know, because <laughs> that salt off the rim. I get so hungry. You bite, <laughs> you bite it. Yeah, it's like a pretzel. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that's sweaty. That's pretty sweaty. <laughs> okay. <bloody>. Um, <laughs> uh, they're good. They're very. I mean, yes. I'm not going to say like they're a great margarita, but they're a three dollar sure. margarita, and they're a lot better than you would expect for three dollars. All three dollar mar- margaritas are great margaritas. <laughs> okay, thanks, book club mom. <laughs> <laughs> so should we move on to eats? Sure. I like to All right, let's get, let's get into those eats, Dan. I think there's only one place to start when you're talking about black sure. sheep, and that's the one thing all these burgers have in common. Absolutely. The bun. The big old buns. The big old buns. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty big. They are. They're very, there's a lot of bun here. Yeah. A lot of bun. Bun heavy. They're rich and airy. Uh, the top portion is much, much fuller mm-hmm. than the bottom, which is yes. pretty normal, but the bottom's still pretty thick. Yes, yeah. Just it, about it's holding inch. the whole burger. You mm. don't have to worry about them falling apart. Yeah, and they have some hefty burgers they here. Do. So They're shiny on the top from a glazing or like a spraying mm. of liquid butter or something, some kind of oil on the top. The buns themselves look so appetizing. Yes, like I, they really do. They're the kind of thing, it's like a pastry, like you just take a bite of it. Do they taste that good? Like you could just eat them on their own. I don't know because I've never yeah. done it without a burger in between. <laughs> they have a great bite to them, a little resistance to the tooth, but still give pretty easy. The bottom buns are mostly thick enough to support all the burger components, but a few of the burgers on the menu are configured in such a way that no bun in the world could hold them. Sure. Which I will talk about <laughs> now. Earlier this week, Dan, I tried the Cowboy Carl. Ooh, man. The cowboy Carl. Which the menu describes thusly four ounce all natural patty, slow cooked smoked brisket, sharp white cheddar, candied bacon, spicy fried onions. Yeah, it's still going. Uh, pickle and chipotle barbecue sauce. Mm. It's the second biggest burger I've ever seen in person. Really? Beaten, beaten only by the cowboy Carl at the full service black sheep. No, it's like a full eight inches tall. Uh, looking at it makes you wonder, is it like a thing that cowboys loved onions? Every inch sure. is an eighth of this burger, like a full 3.5 eighths <laughs> are just wow. pure onion straws, Ooh. pure onion straws. The burger on a plate looks like an onion sandwich. The onion straws are the top layer, and there's just so much of them that they fall like over the sides of the burger, and you can't see any of the other layers, including the bottom bun. Sure. It's crazy. And when you finally get a bite on your fork, and yeah, this is not in any sense of the word a sandwich. It's barely even a burger. It's like a burger's sloppy drunk uncle. <laughs> uh, you can't pick it up with your hands. You have to use a fork, you know, like a drunk uncle. Sure. That oh, yeah. Metaphor doesn't track. That's a simile. <laughs> <laughs> and when you take that first bite, the most prominent flavors are uh, sweet, tangy barbecue sauce and onion. Uh, the other components mostly provide texture. The brisket has a nice chew to it that sticks out. I isolated a piece of brisket and ate that by itself. Uh, found it to be quite juicy, uh, tender, and delicious. Uh, 
However, I'm pretty sure they could leave out the actual beef burger patty and I wouldn't be able to tell. You know, I feel that way a lot whenever I see or get a burger that has another protein on it that's mm-hmm. so heavy. I, I, I don't understand the mixture of a hamburger patty and, say, pulled pork. It, yeah. j- it just doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I still eat it. Sure. But uh, I could definitely have eaten this particular burger without that patty. That, that patty's on the bottom. It's like it absorbs all the juices and oils from everything else around it and kind of sogs up so much that it's indistinguishable from the bottom bun, which sure. itself it, at that point is barely noticeable because there's so much going on and so many like juices mm-hmm. that are, it's sopped up. Uh, the bacon is great. It's really crispy when you get a bit of it in a bite. Not sure why they're using candied bacon because you certainly can't taste the sugary element when mixed with everything else. You can, you can do it when you get a piece yeah. on its own, but it doesn't really seem necessary in this case. I, I think blend. candied bacon is just a fancier version of bacon. Yeah, it's bacon with sugar on it. Sure. No. <laughs> There's also cheese on there. You, you can't see the cheese. You can't pick out the taste of the cheese from the gustatory cacophony, but it's there. Uh, just like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> There's just so much on the plate or in the box, if you take it to go, that it's a huge mess. I think since the whole cowboy aspect Makes little to no sense to me. <laughs> they should uh, they should rename it the Western Tornado Burger. Yeah, I you know I can get behind that. Call me Jalili. <laughs> this probably all sounds negative, but it's not because I loved it. It sounds good. It's so good. It's something I would order like once every two years because yeah. it's so excessive. Uh, I have a pretty extensively considered set of ethics, and I I try to earn all my indulgences. Just sitting there chomping at three types of meat in my mouth. I can't help but think about the fact that famine exists in the world. And <laughs> I'm a gross monster eating a, like an entire village worth of food for, for breakfast on yeah. a Sunday. Oh, yeah. it, it was 1030. Uh, but anyway, Cowboy Carl, crazy good burger, excessive, indulgent, excellent. The guilt did get to me a little bit, though. And to combat that guilt, I wound up splitting the Cowboy Carl into not one, not two, but three different meals. Had it hold up on that third sitting. Fine. I mean, it was like these were midnight snacks, Dan. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I had other meals planned those nights. I was like, when am I gonna eat this? Sure. The answer is 10:30 p.m. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely try it. Maybe split it with a friend or a lover. Sounds pretty good, Cowboy Carl. <laughs> you know, uh, Cowboy Dan. He's a country singer in the country scene. So I hear. <laughs> Andy, that's me. Whenever we went up to Black Sheep today. I gazed upon their board and I asked you, is it bad if I get a chicken sandwich? That's what you replied. No, man. I really follow just your heart. some chicken. I re- you did. You told me to follow my heart. You're always encouraging me that way, which is why I've decided to leave the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I of course, got what I thought was the number 10. I got the Dorkney. It's grilled chicken, butter, lettuce, pickle, onion, tomato, and ranch mayo. That's ranch a little extra kick of flavor in there. I thought that I was getting the fried chicken Mm. sandwich, the name of which I don't remember now and didn't bother to write down because I didn't get it. I ordered the wrong thing, Andy, but they only have two chicken sandwiches up there, and I think they're basically identical, 
besides one of them being fried. Right. This one served on the exact same bun as the burgers with the exact same lettuce as most of the burgers, the same pickle slice, onion, tomato. It's like a burger except yeah. with a couple slices of what they describe as cage-free grilled chicken. They don't put that grilled chicken in any cages, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> um, Man, this chicken sandwich, Andy, I got to say, I loved every aspect of it except the chicken. Mm. The grilled chicken, they it, it comes with two very thick slices of grilled chicken on yep. them, two full chicken breast tenders, I'd say. And there's just not a whole lot of flavor on it. Uh, something I wrote down while I was eating this, which is not a good critique, it tasted healthy. <laughs> I mean, I know I ordered Boo! the grilled chicken sandwich, <laughs> but the thing tasted real healthy. I overall a down the middle chicken sandwich mm. i would say probably my favorite part of it was that butter lettuce that is some good quality lettuce they put on there did your burger tonight come with any of that butter lettuce no what a shame no i, I wanted you to try it i've had it i've had the breaded chicken sandwich before people tend to rave about it which i think is pretty interesting i mean that's what i was going for i kind of feel the exact same way that you did about your grilled chicken sandwich. That's how I feel about the sure. bird one. Chicken, not great. It's not great, at least yeah. at the ASAP version. The breading is just okay. The chicken grade was like middle middle of the road, like yeah. you were saying. My chicken was right there on the edge of moist and dry, not so moist that I could not call it dry, mm -hmm. obviously. They but have... Not like bone dry. I believe it's the bad sauce uh -huh. on it which is very very tasty it's basically a that, that actually islands. doesn't come on this one oh. that only comes on the fried version okay I, shoot. I think okay well that was my favorite part when i got the fried version yeah this is actually maybe two or three months ago i'm gonna be like straight about what i was thinking is that i i i'm looking for something to take the place of chick-fil-a because i don't oh. i won't eat there anymore sure. unless it's to hang out with nephews and I, it's not my choice where we eat that kind of thing yeah and I'm looking for some to Jeffrey replace just that chicken. drops them off at Chick-fil-A <laughs> and you, yeah. and you pick like, them up. Often. You know, you can't do that. Like I just he says I'm just going <laughs> to leave them no there for choice. a while. And then uh, he does not do that, folks. No, I mean, drops them off outside on a Sunday. Chick-fil-A like believes that some of my friends should have fewer rights than I do. Sure. And I don't think that's cool. So sure. I want something to take the place of that delicious Chick-fil-A sandwich because it really is better than every other chick chicken sandwich. And yeah, gonna it's, do it. it's a high bar and black sheep's chicken doesn't clear it, but also it's a burger restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. I've heard rave things about Shake Shack's chicken yeah. sandwich. So if they're trying to compete with that Shake Shack chicken sandwich, I don't know that they're there yet. I, I can't 100 percent say without having tried that fried one, but this one was, you know, it was just a little dry. All the ingredients are clearly high quality, but there just there just wasn't a whole lot of flavor knocking me out with with all the crazy combinations of flavors that you get on most every single item on this menu. I'm, I was just surprised that there wasn't something packing a little more of a punch sure. with this grilled chicken sandwich. Yeah. But you know, if you're trying to be healthy, and your friends are going there. You got an option. But what you should get in that case is the cauliflower sandwich oh okay i've had a bite of that it tastes better than the chicken does to that me. sounds awesome it's the same breading but it's something about the texture just works a lot better like the texture and flavor of the cauliflower works a lot better with that breading sure 
I've like been there with vegetarian friends. It, this is a really good place if you have a big group of people because it's pretty quick. Uh-huh. Usually everybody can find something that they like. There's alcohol. There's shakes, um, you know, of mixed uh, <laughs> levels of goodness, which we'll get to pretty soon. I got one more burger to talk about, Dan. Lay it out there for me. This is, it's not my favorite burger in town, but it's one of them. And it's the only one that is like it is. <laughs> this is the foodie. Not a big fan of the name for reasons I eh, won't get into because it's boring. Sure. This burger has an all-natural patty. Oh, I'm so glad it's natural. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> calling back to something we had to cut. <laughs> this burger has an all-natural patty, herb garlic cheese, caramelized onion. Can you hear the groan mm. in my voice there? Truffle mayonnaise. Truffle mayonnaise. That's it. Now, I love this burger. It's one of my favorites in town, but I have some ranting to do. Please. Before I get into what I love about it, Dan, you know what's coming. I've talked about it before. This is going to be the third or fourth time I've gone on about this on the podcast, but Black Sheep does this thing I hate that tons of places do. The menu says caramelized onions Mm. when they mean grilled onions. What what a crime. It is a crime. They should be arrested (laughs) by the (laughs) onion police (laughs) onion patrol caramelizing and grilling are two different operations dan true grilling onions takes about five to ten minutes Mm. if that if that browns them on the outside brings out some moisture that's what black sheep serves on the foodie those are grilled onions they're good grilled onions sure but they're grilled onions most are they're not caramelized it takes about 45 minutes to an hour to caramelize onions dan to turn the heat in the onions to caramel, Dan. <laughs> Real caramelized onions are dark, Dan. Dark brown and gooey. Almost a molassesy quality. Oh. The only times I've actually had caramelized onions have been when friends have taken the time to do it right. I've done it a few times. One time I had some friends over and made grilled cheese sandwiches using the same ingredients as this burger, the foodie. Oh, wow. It's like a meatless version on fancy bread. I don't remember what kind of bread I used. doesn't matter. Not on a bun, though. Now, another of the foodie's ingredients is, quote, unquote, herb garlic cheese. That's not what the menu used to say. Hmm. It used to say the actual name and brand of the cheese, which is Borson. But they made the smart move of simplifying that as to not scare people off from what is pretty easily the best item on the menu here, except for maybe the fries. The fries are good. But Borson. We're going to get to those fries later. The borson and onions define the flavor profile here. Borson is a soft, spreadable garlic cheese like you might get on a party plate to put on crackers. Oh, absolutely. It keeps that thick, creamy consistency when it melts down a little too, and it's so good on this burger. The foodie is really the only burger I've had anywhere that has this type of cheese. It's really messy, but you can still eat it with your hands as long as you have some napkins at the ready. When I had it today, Dan, you probably noticed that I constantly had to wipe my Mm -hmm. mouth and hands. It's not as bad as some other things like chicken wings, but sure. it, it's, it's a it's the constant napkin burger. You know, it, you can see it when you order it. it it's it's going to leak a little bit on mm-hmm. you. It's not you know a fork dish, no, like the cowboy Carl. But you gotta you're gonna have to exert a little effort here. The onions and cheese mixed together, and you get that with the buttery bun and the juicy beef patty. It's it's glorious uh, most of the time. Uh, I've had this foodie burger dozens of times, like literal. Plural dozens, 24 plus. That's what you got last time that uh, we had it together. Yeah. And more than once, whoever chopped the onions didn't peel off enough layers first. Ooh, you gotta. You gotta. And you you get these papery, inedible 
onion slices sure. mixed in with the good ones. Mm. It's bad enough to ruin an entire bite, and it's really hard to spot the bad onion slice amidst the mass of onions on top of this burger because there's a huge amount. Actually, the one we got today was a little light on the onions, mm-hmm. lighter than normal. Usually, it's similar to the Cowboy Carl, and that's just a big pile of onions on top. This one had a, didn't have quite as much. Yeah. That, that's okay. So it's, it's you know it's hard to if you get one of those bad ones in there, it's hard to prevent it from happening in the next bite, which can be a bummer. It's definitely a consistency issue, but not one that keeps me from ordering the foodie. Love the foodie, Dan. It's really it's really fantastic. It looks pretty tasty, and I gotta say, you said in the bio section that these burgers are smaller than those at the normal black sheep mm-hmm. locations. That seems crazy to me. These are some pretty large burgers. They're not like. They're, they're not crazy big, but they're it's as much burger as you need, folks. Much like Cameron Crowe's second film, Dan, they're singles. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> yes. The ones at the at the main black sheeps are doubles. You know, that's also, the difference. Much like singles, Allison Chains was there today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're thinking of Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam is in that movie, not Allison uh, Chains. Allison Chains is also in that in movie. The movie. Check playing? the tapes. They're playing. It? Yes, they're in the oh, movie. They're playing. one of the bands that's playing. Pearl Jam sits at the table with uh, the guy from Crash. <laughs> 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 anyway, more Cameron Crow talk later. Not really. Never again. <laughs> yeah. We have one more category today, and that is one that we invented. On the fly last week, it's treats. So, Dan, you got to tell me that shake treats you right? Andrew. I don't know who that is. (laughs) I don't know who you're talking to. I decided kind of last minute to go ahead and get a shake to uh, bring back to the record here. You went ahead and headed home after we had eaten to home here to the Hammond's Tower uh-huh. to start working a little bit on the audio while I ordered some extra fries for an upcoming segment and my PB&J shake. And Andy, I sincerely apologize because you are going to have to bleep this out. Okay. I only wrote one thing about it. Holy. (laughs) (laughs) This is a really good shake. (laughs) This is a really good shake. This shake, of course, the PBJ is homemade blackberry pie, peanut butter, marshmallow cookie dough, peanut butter, and frozen custard. Man, Ugh, I don't even know what to say about this, Andy. It's it's in my mouth right now. I can say <laughs> a lot of peanut butter in this bite. <laughs> yeah, that that's the first thing that struck me is just how much peanut butter flavor you get in there. It's a purple shake. You get the colorful blackberry hue in there, a nice purple ice cream. But you get little ribbons of peanut butter that they've drizzled on the side of the cup. So it's it's got a real nice presentation of like some brown ribbons strewn throughout this nice purple custard just filled with like parts of blackberries from that pie, mm. tons of little seedy parts in there. Very good. And then I was trying to figure out what those other bits were. I assumed that they were just chocolate chips, but no, apparently they are peanut butter marshmallow cookie dough pieces 
I don't know where a marshmallow factors in to a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it works. It works so well. Yeah, the the name PB and J Shake does that particular shake a disservice. I think it tastes way better than your average PB and J. They need to talk, call it something like Raspberry Peanut Dream or something. Because PB&J makes it sound very childish. Yeah. I mean, like me, who would eat a PB&J right now? <laughs> it was in front of him. <laughs> a child. I had a, I had a far inferior experience with the <laughs> shake that I tried this week. I, I generally have mixed feelings about the shakes here because I don't think, as good as any of them are, I don't think any of them are worth the money. Sure. Try, the shakes are about the same price as the burgers. There, there are burgers on the menu cheaper than the shakes. I think this one was $6.75 yeah, or yeah. $6.25, one or the other. The foodie is $7.75. The ugly cheeseburger is $5.95. Uh-huh. So you can get a cheeseburger there for less than the shake. There, I think the minimum price you're going to pay for a shake is like six twenty-five, yeah. which is how much mine costs. I got one called Your All I Need which is a shake with cookie dough. And in my mind, it was going to be like a shake with chunks of cookie dough in it. Dan, what this was, was a vanilla shake mm-hmm. with like a circular, like half ladle of cookie dough oh. and some whipped cream. Now they sell their cookie dough yeah. just as an item as well. That's the thing now. I have mixed feelings about just the, it's n- it's not actual cookie dough because there's no mm. egg in it. You couldn't turn it into cookies. I don't love it. Look, I'm a pedant. We've talked about this. <laughs> Um, this is a bad shake, Dan. I mean, Man. Andy's Frozen Custard is right down the road, and the Jalilis have actually operated Andy's franchise locations in the past. I believe in brands, but I think they've sold out right now. Sure, they used to make these shakes with Andy's Frozen Custard, and I would say it on the menu. But I think since they got out of the game, the custard game, they source it somewhere else. It may just be on the menu. It does in fact say custard, so I okay. would say it's custard. Oh, but okay. Andy's is not mentioned on there, right. which usually you're going to make a pretty big deal if you're they did. Andy's. Yes. They did back when it opened. Now, Andy's Frozen Custard is about a half mile east of Black Sheep. You can get the James Brownie Funky Jackhammer, and it, that is also overpriced at almost $6, but sure. it is cheaper than that plain vanilla shake with a dollop of cookie dough yeah. in it. And I like the James Brownie Funky Jackhammer way more. It's an all Now, I'm going to say that McDonald's is right next door, basically, and I would rather have a McFlurry. I think the <laughs> oh. McFlurry tasted better than this bland Whew. vanilla shake. Quite the criticism. And come on, if you're willing to drive a mile further, there's a Frosty. You can get a Frosty. Yep. There's a Wendy's down there. I, I want to eat local. I want to. I wish I liked that shake more. But that said, your shake was delicious, and I've had the one that's just raspberry pie, and that one's also really good. Is it blackberry or raspberry? Uh, Blackberry. They've got the one with the Elvis. Um, uh-huh. Nacho Woman and I have split the... I'm calling her Nacho Woman now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, she, Dime piece of Nacho Woman. She doesn't wish to remain anonymous, but <laughs> guess what? Now she's anonymous. <laughs> Until I forget to forget I'm doing this bit. Sure. <laughs> Which probably later later this episode. <laughs> she and I in the past have split the one called the Elvis. We've ordered it without the banana. It's like a peanut butter yeah. and banana one. You know, peanut boy, etc. And that one's pretty good, too. Yeah. I've had some of these with alcohol. Alcohol and ice cream, not my favorite thing. Yeah, uh, you know, it, I'd rather just have alcohol and an ice cream and, <laughs> instead of them mixed up. Like, I want one and then the other, and yeah. then more of one and then more of the other yeah. as a result. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say I haven't done that and don't do that <laughs> fairly often. 
You know, listeners, you decide which one comes first. (laughs) (laughs) It's alcohol. (laughs) Okay, I think it is time that we rate Black Sheep. Daniel Howell. The first? (laughs) Yeah. First of his name. And last, <laughs> unless, unless one of your brothers has children and names him Daniel. Hey, that's what uh, Ulysses S. Grant did. His oh. his brothers named their kids Ulysses S. Ulysses S. Grant. So cool. He seems nice. Passed on that way. <laughs> He's like a friend of yours. <laughs> Good friends. <laughs> How many atramentist outcasts or souped up Sonics or souped down Shake Shacks would you rate Black Sheep? Have you been to Shake Shack? I haven't, no. Okay. Um, and all that you've said just lost my mind, so... Uh, Much I would, like their chicken sandwich that's called I Have Lost My Mind? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the name of the other one that I could not remember. Um, so I, you said something about Soupy Outcasts. So out of Soupy Andre 3000s <laughs> not- and Big Boys, um, Organized Noise, of course, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, <laughs> ATLians, Equimini, Stankonium. <laughs> Idlewild. UGK. Underground King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because of that one song. Um, I choose you. Oh, man. Welcome, new listeners. I I guess I think I've got to give them. I was going to say four, but I'm going to go 3.5. That, that sandwich was quite the letdown, really. And I think I dislike those smoked fries enough to to warrant a 3.5 here. I'll tell you what, though, this shake, if, if if you want a good shake, I'm pulling up full size blackberries out of this thick straw and it's so good. I I, I would recommend it to even my worst. enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going 3.5, Dan. I wow. love the foodie. I think it's my third favorite burger in town. I'm definitely not going to tell you what the top two are until mm. we get to them when we cover those places. We haven't yet. Kind of. <laughs> three point five from me. Three point five from Dan. It's a good place. It's a great stop. I'm not going to stop going there unless they kick me out for saying <laughs> negative things about them. But I love the foodie. Love the fries. Yeah. If you thought we were done talking about black sheep, you were incorrect. <laughs> there is something that black sheep does that not a lot of uh, restaurants do. I guess they serve four different types of fries. At four, four different price levels, mm. and we think that it is our duty to you, Springfieldians, every single one of you sure. in Springfield, all 160,000 or whatever, you're mm-hmm. all listening, we're going to tell you which ones are best. We got them right in front of us. We're going to eat them right now. Let's eat them. Let's eat up. But first, Dan, <laughs> uh, made, a little, made a little song oh, no. to describe my feelings about fries. You ready for this? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs>
wrote that whole thing myself. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of your songs are about eating specific foods and never dying. Uh, hmm. Not a coincidence. <laughs> so Nacho Woman sang that line to me because I was just talking about how we should do this segment where we tried the fries and she doesn't realize that she's got to be careful oh, when yeah. she does things like that because next thing she knew, her boyfriend spent, you know, an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> making a parody version of Born to be Wild. Yep. So <laughs> passed it along to others too. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks, Nacho Woman. <laughs> she sang on it too. We actually had to make a plan for her to come over <laughs> and sing two lines on that song. Well, two lines the same same line wow. twice. <laughs> so let's start with the cheapest fries, the sea salt fries. Mm. Looking at these, you don't really see a lot of salt on them compared to the next type of fries we're going to be tasting. These ones cost $2.50. Let's take a bite and see how we feel about these. Not a horrible price point for some fries. No. Now, these are certainly a coated fry. I mm -hmm. would say all of them. They're all the same fry cut and the same fry battering, just with different seasonings. Um, yeah, what do you think I, this I, is? Some flour, some cornstarch? Whatever it is, they definitely cracked the code. Oh, yes, they did. You said code, right? Not coat? Oh, uh, I think I said coat. <laughs> oh, because it's cold outside? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the second variation are salt and vinegar fries. These mm. ones very visibly have salt all over them. They're bigger Absolutely. granules of salt. Grab one of those, buddy. Now, are you dipping these as we try them here, Dan? No, Andy. I'm just taking these straight to the dome. We <laughs> dipped them with our meal, of course. Um, we should probably get into these dips, too, though. I mean, they have just as many dips as fries. One, one more, more even. in fact. There's ketchup, chipotle ketchup, mm -hmm. truffle mayo, sriracha mayo, and garlic mayo, uh -huh. which I believe in other places they call it garlic aioli, just to sure. make it fancier. Yeah, Danny aioli. <laughs> Danny yeah. aioli, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those are awesome. I, think we're I love that little vinegar bite to them. I think we're definitely doing the right thing by trying these fries. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the salt and vinegar are delicious. Now, all these fries are kind of a variation on what used to be served, or I guess is still served in the Red Room, the bar underneath flame. Oh, okay. You ever been down there? No. They only serve salt and vinegar fries down there, and they are much more vinegary and just about the same amount of salt. The vinegar here is a little bit subtler. It's there. It's present, but it's not overpowering. These are really good. Yeah, it's not quite as strong as a salt and vinegar chip. It's not going to hurt your mouth if you got like a cut in there. In fact, <laughs> wow. after I had, <laughs> well, you know, if, you, if you're a chip boy like myself, you'll know the woes of oh. eating sharp chips with strong flavor. I know the woes. I just want to <laughs> be thinking about them right now. I was running through six with them. They're quite good. I like that little tang to it. I did notice, however, whenever I dipped it in ketchup, I couldn't even notice that they were really salt right. and vinegar because you already get a little vinegar tang. From you got ketchup. a full ounce of ketchup on each fry, though. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I like them sauced. The next version we have, I believe, is the smoked fries, which are $3. The vinegar fries were $2.75. Actually, don't have any way of telling which is which, I don't think. Well, the, no, the truffle fries have stuff on them. They should. Andy, I remarked on this during our dinner together. But I don't think I like these. I respect that opinion, but I disagree. I think I actively dislike them even. Wow. Uh, even whenever I had the bag in my car, 
I could barely sip upon my shake because of what the pungent smoke smell was doing. And boy, did I want to sip on that shake. I I, I don't, they're not bad necessarily. I just think it's just a matter of taste, kind of like last week. Your olfactory is overworking, man. Hey. Give the workers a rest. <laughs> They're working 24-7. Give them a break, buddy. No way. 24-7. They're going to unionize 365, on you. <laughs> 8.75 an hour. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty generous for an old factory worker. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Ever since I, that waste fire. <laughs> <laughs> reference to the Triangle Shirt Waste Factory Fire. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> One of my good buddies wrote a song about that. It was a good song. I could probably still sing it for you, and now I will. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Um, I like these. I like these quite a bit. This is what I typically order when I go. They got a nice smoky flavor. It, it is an overpoweringly smoky flavor, but I love the texture. We didn't talk about that. These are very crispy. Yes, we yeah. talked about them being breaded, coated, and coated. Yeah, I think the smoke is probably my favorite, unless these truffle fries are really fantastic. It's just a little too too strong for me. Too yeah. much flavor going on there. Now, they actually smoke them. I've come in before, and they've told me, well, they're not ready yet. They'll be ready in about 20 minutes. They're still in the smoker, hmm. which is pretty cool. Wow. Now, when I show up at 1030 on Sunday mornings after the gym sometimes, <laughs> which is a thing that I've done, and they have them ready, I'm a little suspicious. Like, have these been through the smoker? Or how long are they sitting out before they get bought yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. Either way, no good. But I love them. I love the smoke fries. Let's try the truffle fries. I got to say, Dan, these are a lot less truffly looking than the previous times I've seen them. They usually have a very like heavy layer of seasoning. You just have a couple little uh, Parmesan and uh, truffle bits on them. They're real good. It's got a nice buttery flavor to it. Um, not quite mushrooming. I guess, I guess this is that umami flavor everybody's talking about that comes from a black truffle. Umami, udaddy, etc. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like these too. I don't think they're as good as the smoked fries. Sure. But I like them a lot. Yeah, they're very similar in just like they have a, a pungentness to them. I, You know, I'd say overall... Black Sheep's got some pretty killer fries. They're great. They're like just just texture alone. They're near perfect French fries. Yeah, I love them. So what's your ranking? Those smoked fries, I don't like. So I'm going to give these fries a four out of fries. A four out of fries. Yeah, four out of fries. <laughs> so you're ranking them number four? Uh-huh. Okay, so I was going to count down. I don't know what you're <laughs> planning here. I but I count down and give them ratings. Yeah, four out of fries. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my rating. Real. That's very listenable. I think my least favorite, which I still like a lot, is the standard salt fries. Sure. They're still very good. They're very great good. dippers. Yes. Next, I'm going to have to go with the truffle. Like the truffle a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not my favorite fly. <laughs> my favorite fry flavor <laughs> profile. <laughs> Next, second place. Going to have to go with those vinegar and sea salt, Dan. Those are so tasty. They are. They are. They're definitely my number one. They're your number one? Yeah. Okay. Number one for me is those smoke fries. Tell you what I wish they'd do. Listen up, black sheep. Smoke some of those salt (laughs) and vinegar fries. Hey, yeah, there you go. There you go. I'm fine with that. (laughs) What about those sauces? Legalize it. (laughs) (laughs) Legalize smoking vinegar fries. 
what a what a sauce uh where are you going on the sauce front i always order chipotle ketchup and uh garlic mayo that's my typical order that's exactly what i ordered with our dinner today um i had maybe a bite of the garlic mayo that chipotle ketchup is i'm a big spicy ketchup fan anyway i usually add a little hot sauce to my ketchup so i gotta go with that i'm not european i ain't i'm not eating mayo with my fries like some freak you would do that (laughs) sicko i said that and then took a bite of a fry (laughs) with mayo i'm a big fan of this chipotle mayo also it's pretty tasty or it's sriracha mayo yeah i wish they had an actual very hot sauce sure to try maybe they have like cholula or something you can ask for Mm -hmm. i had a thing to do that next time Anyway, so now you have our fry ranking, kind of. I think you got Dan's best <laughs> and least best. <laughs> well, you know, they're, overall, they're four out of fries. <laughs> so that's as far as I'll extrapolate. Okay, I think it's time that we moved on to our last segment of the day. We're going to be bringing back... Um, come on in, I guess. Hi. Hey, y'all. What's good? It's uh, Fries are pretty good. We're still talking about fries then? Um, we were done, but if you have something, to, who are you? Well, you can call me just in time. My name is John K from the American rock and roll band Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I covered, I did that little parody version of one of your songs. I hope you liked it. Did A you what? hear it? <laughs> you, you didn't hear you it? You did what to my song? Covered it? A parody version? Listen. I'm a parrot, parrot, what song? parrot head. Parody head. What song, you parrot head? I parodied your song, <laughs> Born to Be Wild. Wait, wait. It called up Born to Eat Fries. That song is unparodyable. That doesn't make any sense. I beg to differ, sir. It's literally never been done. <laughs> not anymore. It's not literal anymore. Anyway, most of my songs were about french fries anyway so i respect Wait, that they were already about french fries yeah did you not know that no you never read my I, lyrics sheets? to be honest your lyrics are very difficult to understand when you sing them and also kind of indecipherable when you read the lyric sheets anyway why would my lyrics be when indecipherable to understand <laughs> <laughs> um i think maybe you have an enunciation problem only when you sing well, listen, we're in here talking about fries. We're talking about singing songs. We're talking about me, John K. Steppenwolf. I got a little something goes like this. Three, two, one. I like to eat fresh, fresh, right beside the spy machine. <laughs> if it's on the side, I'm feeling all right. Even as a main, it's tight. So gold <laughs> and brown, I could fit ten in my mouth. Well, it's potato and it's deeply fried. Steak or wedge are the ones with the curl. Just giving them hot french fries. Well, you don't know just what I would do. Try to take my fries from me. I'll break your arms and set them free. Close your eyes, girl. It's french fries, girl. Let the salt take you away. Did, did you hear the lyrics this time? <laughs> yeah, those were great. It's almost like somebody turned them up yeah. in that mix so they could be understood. Yeah, finally, <laughs> after after this new remastering, people will finally understand my intentions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Are, are you you guys going to eat the rest of these fries? Mm, no. All right. See you. <laughs> Bye.
You just left with all our freaking fries. <laughs> Dan, I would really appreciate it if sometime you would carry a little bit of the weight when these people show up here. I'm just so shocked <laughs> when they <laughs> come in. starstruck. <laughs> this young man hasn't met many celebs in his life. Listen, I, you know, I recognize John K See, of the great band Steppenwolf whenever he enters. celeb. Yeah. John K. <laughs> I mean, he probably hung out with freaking Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're both German also Australians. Also a past guest of this <laughs> <laughs> show. J- Jack Nicholson is not a German Australian. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a G- John K. is a German Australian. <laughs> uh, Steppenwolf, one of the most American bands mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Led by a German Australian. How mm-hmm. weird. Probably should have asked him something about that, but he's long gone now. Especially considering, like, <laughs> we talked about it before. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, th- I think now it's time that we moved on to something that's gir- surely going to be anticlimactic. Oh, sorry, I forgot my ketchup. <laughs> oh, is, is this hey, Sriracha wh- Mayo? Where are you from? Uh, see you Tell guys. us about your background. <laughs> He's walked out again. <laughs> it's like he can't hear us. <laughs> oh, that makes a lot of sense. Those songs are loud. Yeah. He's Lots old of guitar <laughs> in those tunes yeah a big motorcycle guy too you can't be around those oh, loud, loud yeah. pipes you know uh, we, i wonder if he's a werewolf that would have been a, <laughs> been a thing steppenwolf werewolf <laughs> that, it's too far of a stretch <laughs> <laughs> let's get into our next segment andy's conspiracy corner with k's which yeah. who we're going to andy's with a fresh Conspiracy like this, you build from the outer edges and you go step by step. If you shoot too high and miss, everybody feels more secure. During our first episode of Patio Month, we made a promise to our listeners. Eh, we didn't say we promised. We just said <laughs> that we would be having a live show on June 22nd of this year. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, we are not going to be doing that. When we said that, we had, in fact, accepted an offer yes. to do a show that day. Plain and simple. Do you want to do this? Yes, we do. Yeah. And now we're not. <laughs> and Dan and I have some ideas as to why this might have happened. Ooh. We're going to get into it. <laughs> you can probably put it together that that's the day of Taste of Somo, the big food festival on the square. Sure. We were going to be doing a show on the square. Mm. which we were very hilariously calling <laughs> Springfield's Greatest Patio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's an all-timer. Yeah. And we were really looking forward to it. We shifted our schedule around because the place that we were originally going to cover for our first week of Patio Month with a really interesting guest that I... We've rebooked this guest. Yes. To, and we're going to do this episode later, not during Patio Month. We actually alluded to them yeah. earlier uh, a few episodes back as well. So I'm trying to put all that together, listeners. I was driving up to that restaurant, Dan, when you texted me and said, hey, did you see that email? Oh, yeah. And I immediately checked. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. We'd love to do this thing on the square. And so I had my lunch at this place that we were going to cover and then went home and replied, yeah, we want to do it for sure. Absolutely. And then didn't hear back for over a week. Mm -hmm. Um, It was an offer. It was like, we want you guys to do this. We will provide whatever equipment that you need. Let us know what you need. Sure. And I said, here's what we're going to need. I even joked in like the uh, end of the episode with Katie still like (laughs) 
I don't, none of what I put was unreasonable. It was like very basic sound <laughs> stuff. But I was like, we ask for white cats or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the sh- we should probably just cut this short. I mean, it's just a person trying to do their job. Sure, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it it didn't work out. You know, it, it turned out that they they changed their minds. I, I would I do wish that they'd have gotten back to us sooner about it because we revamped our entire month's worth of scheduling, moved guests around. Now patio month is somehow going to end. <laughs> this week and we're not going to have a patio next week and then patio month is going to resume absolutely during the second week of july so Heck we can yeah. cover this place part of the reason that we're still going to do it is number one because we had that guest request it 100 percent. and part two is because i did a 12 minute bio Oof. segment this place is storied okay we were going to do the thing like we did with mexican villa where we put the bio segment out in advance so i went ahead and produced it and i was just so bummed out when we lost the show, Dan, it's going to be fine. We've come up with another idea for what we're going to do for our next live show. Yeah, which is probably not going to be at our <laughs> 50th episode now, even though we said that last week. <laughs> but what we are planning is going to be really fun. Anyway, we're just trying to get to the bottom of uh, how this happened. Yeah, you know, I was honored just to be asked, but uh, then I started looking a little further uh-huh. into it. And uh, I don't know if our listeners know about this but i mean i hope you're ready for a fresh idea (sighs) somo somo the taste of somo the taste of somo now what would you say that stands for i believe it used to be taste of springfield but they changed it to taste of somo to encompass all of southwestern missouri oh yeah but i don't think that email came from the same taste of somo no so i'm looking at this email andy and i'm noticing something's a little off now i thought that this was somebody with somo Uh but whenever i looked a little further and now now look at this here you'll see here it says s o m g o yeah somgo i don't know how i missed it I was excited. You were sure. probably excited. That's probably how we missed it. Oh, I was excited for days. Somgo. Somgo. So we dug hmm. a little deeper. You know, I, I charged up my old, uh, <laughs> charged up my old uh, Springfield Newsleader archive. Sure. With the, a little the, searching. The crank. You'd yeah. <laughs> you got your hand crank out. Uh-huh. And then That's exactly it up. what all of this <laughs> equipment we record. The- yeah. yeah it's, it's all very analog. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is an analog podcast. We record <laughs> to tape. Yes. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> Please donate. And I started seeing some things, Dan. Started seeing some symbols. I had to piece together a code. You guys seen Zodiac? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of like that. John Carroll Lynch was there. <laughs> Jimmy Simpson had just been attacked along with his partner. <laughs> There were even ties back to Alan Turing, Dan. Codes. Oh, really? Wow. Benedict Cumberbatch himself. Eventually, it was Dan that cracked it, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm very smart. What'd you find, Dan? So, SOMO, of course, Southwest uh, Missouri, uh, something or other. SOGMO. SOGMO. Springfield, obviously, mm-hmm. as Springfield. Order, mm-hmm. Springfield order. Like one would order at a restaurant, Springfield Mo. 
of monastical. Now, here's where it takes a bit of a turn. <laughs> Springfield Order of Monastical Gastro Occultery. Yeah. Dude, now, what does any of that mean? Yeah. Well, we looked into it further. These are people that don't believe in food. It's not that they don't believe in eating food. Uh-huh. They don't believe that food exists. So that's what monastical gastro-occultery means. Yeah. Wow. And they wanted to bring everyone to the square to this food festival. Sure. Oh, yeah. To somehow prove that food isn't real. Oh, my goodness. I, I think... I. I think they're wrong, Dan. I don't agree with them. Listen, I'm going to have to say that the jury's still out for me, but I don't. <laughs> I'm fairly sure it's real. I was taking a drink, and it's a good thing that drink was not yet in my mouth because I would have spit it out of my microphone. You are on the fence. I, You know, I'm still on the fence. I'm a real both sides type of guy. So when somebody comes out and says that food isn't real, even if I have been hosting a food-related podcast mm. for 44, nay, 45 episodes in a row. 45. Nothing. Nothing. The number 45 has ever been <laughs> worse than the thing number 44. No. This is certainly one of our better episodes. No, Colt 45, way better than the Colt 44. <laughs> whole caliber more powerful. Uh-huh. Anyway, so yeah, the 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 Springfield Order of the Monastical Gastro Occult was trying to gather everybody on the square. <laughs> a square, mean, of course, a geometric design uh-huh. often used in the but occult. But the square's not actually a square. Oh. There's other angles. You think that's why they had to cancel? Uh, probably. Yeah, it's probably why they canceled us. Okay. Okay. We figured it out. It's because it's not an actual square. It's more of a circle. So their spell would not have worked. So you heard it here, folks. Andy and I were almost duped into convincing all of Springfield that food is not, in fact, a real thing. Well, uh, see you later, new (laughs) listeners. Um, We'll see you next time we have a mystery hour person on. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) It's usually better, we swear. Anyway, thank you all for listening, for real. Please tune in next week. We will be doing a July 4th cookout playlist. Yeah. Special July 4th edition. We're also going to review a restaurant first, but you know you can skip through that part. Yeah, but the playlist <laughs> we've been working on for a solid month, maybe we, harder than I've we, ever worked on anything yeah. for the podcast. We had this idea like, we'll do a playlist. That'll be fast and easy. <laughs> and it turned out, no, we both are like pretty obsessive about music and uh, take it very, very seriously. Yeah. So. Fingers crossed we should have a very special guest on for mm-hmm. that episode as well. So, You know what, Dan? We'll I got see. three different sets of fingers crossed. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. You'll have to show me how you did that. Anyway, thanks again for listening. We will see you next week, and we won't see you on the square. Unless you just see us there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Jake is speaking. Yeah, I like three, so we'll probably go. Sure. <laughs> what, are you, what if he thinks food is real? <laughs> Listeners, uh... We're going to put a poll up on Instagram story. Is food real? <laughs> yes or no? We're excited to hear how you, how you hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you're team uh, spring food mo or if you're team soft mo. Spring food no. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to spring food mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media. Can you hear yourself?
Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Cool. La, la, what la. did we? What did we have for breakfast this morning? Oatmeal. How do you like your oatmeal? I but I like to put sprinkles on sprinkles on my oatmeal at grandma's. <laughs> what kind of sprinkles? Um, heart green, blue, orange, and and. Say, hey. say it in the microphone. Oh, okay. I can hear myself. Yeah. This microphone takes the sound from your voice and puts it in your ears. What do you like to eat for supper? Um, taco meat. Ooh, taco meat. Hey, it's working from the computer. It is, yeah. Yeah, look at that. The computer's singing lots of songs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm done talking like that. Okay. Then can we play another game? Sure. 